deep in the heart of Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast, brought to you by Texas Fish and Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas Outdoor Nation. I'm your host, Dustin Von Warnke, author, outdoor writer, videographer, speaker, blogger, and podcaster, and I'm so excited that you took the opportunity to download our show, whether you are streaming it online or downloading it on a mobile device. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We're happy to have you with us. Well, it's time for another podcast again, and as I record this, I'm getting ready to leave for the 2017 SHOT Show in Las Vegas, Nevada, so I catch a plane tomorrow. Um at the time i'm recording this it's a saturday and i'm getting ready to catch a plane sunday evening and sunday afternoon to go out to las vegas uh for about five days and uh about six days really if you consider the day that i get there i'm meeting with a lot of folks doing my advertising work there for texas fishing game and then also doing some media coverage of range day which is on monday and um uh, so that'll be after you um uh, hear this podcast but i'm really excited to connect with dustin ellerman there at range day and maybe have him back on the show and kind of talk about some of the things we saw there i'm going to try to do some videos at range day that i'm going to have up on my youtube channel they'll be texas fishing game videos but they'll be up on my youtube channel as well as on fishgame.com on our website uh, for texas fishing game but i have my own personal youtube channel you can find out how to subscribe to that at my website which is dustinsprojects.com and um, you can also uh, just look me up on YouTube if you just type in my first name, Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N, and Warnke, W-A-R-N-C-K-E, you'll come up with my YouTube channel where I even talk about how cool it is to listen to the Best of the Outdoors podcast. So that's one of the first videos you'll see on my channel. But uh, I've got a little bit over 2,200 subscribers on my YouTube channel, and I just love to uh, showcase a lot of videos that help a lot of folks. Um, I teach a lot on my videos and, uh, then I do my own video, self video, my own hunts. And that's always a fun thing to do. I also wanted to bring to your attention that I'm going to be on a podcast that should release the week that this podcast releases. And that is with Jason Sacco. Uh, his podcast is called outdoor adventures with Jason. And, uh, I'm going to pull up his website here while I'm talking about that. Yeah. His website, you can check him out, is OutdoorAdventuresWithJason.com. And Jason is spelled J-A-Y-S-O-N. And an abbreviated way to get to his website, so you don't have to remember how to spell his first name, is O-A-W-J-S.com. That will bring you to the Outdoor Adventures with Jason uh, website, which uh, has some podcast episodes. Now, I typically keep this updated for him, so my episode will be coming out probably the same week that this comes out. Jason just told me he has a bad cold uh, and has had one for the last uh, few days, so he's behind on editing his right now. Um, but it should come out about the same time, and I invite you to go check it out. You know, it's uh, We talk about a lot of fun things, uh, spirituality, Christianity, um, hunting, fishing, all the things that I do in the outdoors, um, ministry work that I do, and those kind of things. So just if you want to learn more about me or, or more about how this show got started, you can kind of check out his uh, podcast. And again, it's Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Jason is spelled J-A-Y-S-O-N if you if you want to look it up on your podcast player. and um, Or you can check him out at his website, O-A-W-J-S.com, and check that out. Um, for, uh, for details on how to subscribe to his show. So anyway, 
Thank you so much again for uh, tuning in, and today you're stuck with me. So you're going to get a Dustin, a one Dustin podcast instead of last time, what was a two Dustin podcast with Dustin Ellerman. And then this show, I kind of wanted to talk about something that I'm bringing to my, from my video life to my audio life, and that is um, to podcast land. Um, that is to, um, to do the um, Dustin's Mad Minutes and... Dustin's Mad Minutes kind of started as my rant or my kind of um, tech tip segment or my kind of, you know, thing that where I basically just go crazy for a certain period of time talking about one particular subject or one particular uh, study or uh, technique or anything like that. And I've got several of Dustin's Mad Minutes on webisodes or whatever you want to call them. Um, videos that I have on my YouTube channel you can go check out and um, I also kind of thought to bring that to the podcast since I don't have a guest this week because I had a couple of guests lined up but none of them had the opportunity to record with me over the time between podcasts so I didn't have a podcast for this week so I thought I'd just do one with good old me and I haven't done one like that in a while the last podcast that I did by myself solo was one I did on crossbows all about crossbows was the title of that show and you can go back and listen to it cover a lot of different things Things there this week I wanted to talk about um, compound bows because that is my most popular video on YouTube as I alluded to on my last podcast with Dustin Ellerman um, that video has well over 190,000 views on it and I re-released it in 2014 so it's gone viral but hasn't really gone as viral and fast as a lot of outdoor videos do but um, I did a article back in um, when was it late September right before bow season got started uh, on compound bow shooting one-on-one basic and fundamentals and i basically just put my video that that talks about this stuff on um on youtube i put that in the article and then i basically just talked about everything in the article and now that we're in the off season and things are getting kind of slowing down with hunting and not uh, people not being out in the woods every day this is the time of year in my humble opinion to join a 3d club if you're into archery at all or if you want to get into archery you can learn some of the best tips and and tricks and ideas and fundamentals from folks that are into archery in the off season and that would be like a 3d archery uh, club or team or whatever you want to call it we have a 3d archery club here in central texas called hill country bow hunters and that meet that group meets pretty much every month of the off season uh, around the third or fourth weekend of the month i can't remember because it's been a while since i've been to that particular one um but i've been to some other charity shoots and those kind of things in the recent past and uh those are great places to learn good fundamentals and get into archery if you've never been into archery before but today i kind of wanted to talk about some things that i've learned as an archer over the years and things that i have been very blessed with that i've had people show me and teach me and things that i teach in the video called compound bow shooting 101 basics and fundamentals and that video is available on youtube that's the one that has the most use out of any of my videos on youtube and i talk about all the different things that you should look out for there so gonna list about four things here that we'll talk about in the um best of the outdoors today and i'll go into detail on those four things and um these are just some mistakes that a lot of folks make as archers when they first start out and I help a lot of kids through my videos and through the comments that they leave, questions that they ask on the videos that I have on YouTube. I get a lot of questions about, you know, um, 
what are what how do i set up this bow well i would suggest if you've never shot you know a bow before you should go to a pro shop or an archery range or someplace where it's going to be a safe place for you to learn about archery and how to do it the right way have some experts have some pros take the time to show you take a class if you want to you know if you have a local uh ymca or you know some place like that that you can go and take an archery class just an intro to archery class uh, and learn the correct ways to shoot and the safe ways to shoot because it can be dangerous, you know, um, if you're not doing it the right way. And um, so those are just some things that I definitely would consider if you've never gotten into archery before. But a lot of my listeners I know on this show have been um, into archery before and have at least shot a crossbow or at least had the opportunity to get into uh, what it takes to be an archer and um, I just highly recommend the sport because for me it's like a meditation it's kind of like a zen for me um, archery helps me reconnect with the wild it helps me reconnect with uh, nature it helps me reconnect with my mind my spirit and my body as Ted Nugent always talks about the the you know focal point of life you know being through the mind and the spirit and the body and um, it's a very humbling sport for me because if you go shoot a 3d tournament and think that you're an awesome shot and think that you are just, you know, the God's gift to archery, uh, you get out there and you don't make all 12s, you know, the 12 ring being the smallest point that you get the highest score from, uh, you'll get schooled real quick on, on getting them to be a better shot and, and aim small, miss small and, and, uh, those kind of things with shooting fundamentals. So, I wanted to at least bring that up in this show today and at least talk. It won't be a hugely long podcast unlike some of my other ones have been when I interview guests, but um, I just want to talk about some different things that new shooters do with archery that uh, I'd like to see folks learn from and learn to teach other people to uh, to be better shots you know, out there in the field and in the archery range. So uh, if you've not joined, uh, before I get into that, I was just going to say, if you do not join a, uh, an archery club or a 3D archery course, basically 3D archery is a, um, a course that's set up of about 30 different targets that you go through and shoot in the woods. And that's a typical 3D archery course, if you will. And um, basically, you have different distances that you aim from, whether you're a beginner, you have maybe a green cone, if you're a... Um, uh, intermediate you have maybe a red cone and then if you're an expert you have maybe an orange cone and those are set at variable distances from the target and you basically take a shot um, from your particular cone what depending on your skill level and uh, you make a shot and that shot gets in either the eight ring meaning that it's uh, in the lungs the 10 ring which is the heart and the 12 ring which is in the middle of the heart typically on most 3d uh, foam animal targets and uh, it's a great way to really learn how to how to shoot um, if you've never been into archery before never been into bow hunting before even if you never bow hunt at all there are a lot of 3d archers that just go out there for the fun of shooting foam animals you know and just having that real hunting like experience in the woods for an animal that doesn't move you know that stays still will you make a an absolutely you know perfect shot or still shot or or well well good fundamentals in your shot and that kind of stuff so um you know it's a great way to to learn how to um how to shoot and uh, how to hone your skills in before you go practice your skills on an actual animal uh, and it's a great way to prepare for hunting season in the off season as a bow hunter so one of the top things that I see new archers do a lot of times, uh, and I've I've taught kids to shoot from ages three on up, you know, with the, just a just a 
shoot shoot a bow with bare fingers, you know. And um, one of the biggest things that I see them do when they shoot a release, which most of us archers in compound bow hunting world do, is use a release, either a handheld release or a caliper release that goes around the wrist or some kind of um, you know release aid is they punch the release and punching a release is very similar to shooting a um uh a gun with a with a um with a punch but you're not going to get that good of accuracy your your accuracy is not going to be dead on because you're going to be moving that bow around um as you're making that you know extended release you know you you need to take an extended time is what I'm trying to say to uh gently squeeze that release just like you would the trigger of a gun and pull back as you push the ball forward. So as the bow goes forward, you push back, you pull back from being a full draw. And um, that's definitely the best way to make a good solid shot is uh, is a, a, a slow, you know, uh, gentle press on that trigger of that release. And um, it just it, it just kills your accuracy if you punch it. If you if you rush the shot, it's no different than if you're shooting a 22 or a pellet gun or an air rifle or uh, you know, a Magnum, you know, high power rifle, it basically is not going to be as good of a shot as, than if you take that slow time to steady your shot, make a slow press on that trigger and just be surprised by the shot when it goes off. Um, that's one of the main things that I see a lot of archers do in, in, in their youth is they just punch that trigger just to get that shot off. And that's not the way to do it at all. The way is just slow, steady press on that trigger, of that release, you know, almost in a calm meditative state, uh, being steady and being sure of your shot, you know, just making that shot that way. It's very important, uh, for, for good accuracy. So number two of four is having a Kung Fu grip on the bow riser. And this is where you hold the bow. If you're right-handed, you hold the bow with your left hand. And uh, this is where you grab the bow. And basically what I try to do is just hold the bow with my index finger and my thumb and maybe my middle finger and kind of let my other fingers, you know, dangle off there because I want to put a very gentle but firm pressure on the riser as I hold the bow. Now, if you're worried that you're going to lose your bow, if you're worried that your bow is going to slip out of your hand uh, and fall, you definitely want to use a good uh, bow slings or bow wrist slings. Uh, my particular one on my bow is made of paracord, and uh, it is very, very solid and, and allows me to, you know, grip the bow with as little pressure as possible just to keep it at full draw and make a solid shot. Because if you don't, what happens, you end up having a kung fu grip. You're going to torque the bow to the left or to the right when the shot goes off. It's not going to be a solid, steady, meditative shot. It's not going to be a, a, um, a calculated shot. It's going to be a rough shot, just kind of like punching the trigger. It's another thing not to do is to torque the bow and hold it with a Kung Fu grip with your left hand or if you're right, uh, left-handed with your right hand. Um, with the bow that holds the riser, the bow hand that holds the riser, you know, have a wrist sling there to save your arm from, from uh, losing the bow. But, uh, you know, be gentle enough but firm enough to, um, to, to hold the bow correctly. But you don't want to just grab the bow and just hold on to it for dear life that it's going to fall. That's what a good wrist sling is for is to keep the bow from falling out even after release. Um, you know, you just want to make sure that you are, are keeping in mind of, of good, solid hold to the bow a good solid hold of the bow, but you don't want to, um, to Kung Fu grip it, you know, too hard because that's going to throw your shot off. All right. Number three, redrawing the bow off full draw. 
Uh, this is a common mistake that a lot of archers make and that I was caught making and corrected uh, this several years ago by an archer that was actually a longbow archer, a traditional trad shooter as we call him, traditional uh, bow shooter. And he made the point that you lose the energy. So basically if you're at full draw and you end up letting down your bow for whatever reason, let's say that, um, that you, just, you just lose the power of hold, your, your pullback power in your right or your your hold back power i should say in your uh right hand if you're left-handed i'm sorry your right hand if you're right-handed and um you're holding the bow at full draw and that bow you know that string slips forward and doesn't uh you know doesn't release but it, it just goes forward the best way to do that is if you come off a of full draw is completely redraw the bow again in a full cycle and that is to come down off that bow and go all the way to the um, to the to the to where you weren't drawing it at all to the very you know to to resting, and pull that bow back all the way to full draw again because otherwise you're going to lose power in those cams and uh, the the cams are what hold the, holds the kinetic energy of your bow, and as you pull those back you know you need to make a big steady strong pull and keep it at full draw if at all possible now if you go off a of full draw if it goes if you have to let down for any reason just let down completely and redraw again and that's one of the things that i learned from a traditional archery shooter like i said because uh it's easy for you to um to 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 you know not do that and have your power be affected and your your accuracy be affected because there's not the same amount of power as you normally get at full draw complete full draw without any letdowns so it's a little hard to explain but basically you know uh, if you have to redraw your bow it's better to redraw from the beginning and uh from resting instead of having to redraw it you know uh mid mid draw um don't let down on your draw at all um then if you do let down go back to where the bow is at full resting position and redraw completely that's that's the best way to keep the power in your cams and that kind of stuff um all right also number four as we move down the list looking at your sight not your target that's another common mistake um, whenever you shoot a rifle through a scope, whenever you shoot a dove or a bird or a clay pigeon with a shotgun, wherever you shoot an archery target with a, with a, with a bow, you want to make sure that your eyes are on the target, not the sight. Your eyes need to be past the sight on the target. Uh, one of the common mistakes that I was making years ago was I was concentrating more on where that pin was instead of letting that pin be in my peripheral vision. And as a part of the shot, I was concentrating on the pin being in the shot. And, you know, you basically have to begin with the end in mind. You want your eyes to be on the target, and you want that pin to be between your eyes and the target, if that makes sense. So those are just four ideas to kind of help you be a better archer. If you've never picked up a bow before, and I run into a lot of folks, especially in the YouTube world, who've never picked up a, a archery equipment before and have never, you know, experienced it before. I think it, it's changed me for the better. I can say that at least. Um, it definitely has made me a better hunter being an archer. It's made me more conscious of shot placement and uh, as a rifle shooter. And, you know, I made many neck shots on deer with my AR-15 as an example. That's a very small caliber, you know, bullet to be making a, a perfect shot in a in essence. Um, and, and again, archery has helped me get that skill level down to basically make those shots count every one of them. 
Uh, sometimes I miss and sometimes I miss as an archer and, uh, we all do. It's human nature. You know, we're, we're bound to make some mistakes, but the main thing to keep in mind is that, you know, archery helps you be a better shot. It helps you be a better shooter, um, in a lot of different ways of your life. And it's also to a lot of people like myself, it's also a meditative practice. You know, your, your mind goes quiet when you make that shot. You're, um, and you see this, the more that you shoot the, the mind actually, you know, becomes part of the shot. And when everything gets blocked out of your head and all you think about is that shot, uh, and that could be whether you're target shooting or whether you're hunting, um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing to, to check out. If you happen to be disabled or happen to, to have a disability of some kind, you know, there's there's always crossbows you can look at. And I, like I say, I've done a podcast, a few podcasts to go um, on shooting a uh, uh, crossbow and kind of the best practices there. I will tell you my favorite uh, archery... Um, uh, brands are, I shoot a Martin bow and it's a 10 year old, actually it's about 12 years old now, Martin bow. And it still shoots like the day that I got it. I bought it used for $200. I mean, it's hard to find a bow for $200 these days, but this is back in 2005 when I bought mine or 2006 or so when I bought my first bow. Uh, but I still have that bow. I still shoot it today. I still shoot 3d archery. I've won several, um, uh, tournaments with it and it's a great tournament bow. And it's also a great, uh, hunting bow. It's a Martin scepter two, which doesn't even exist anymore. They, they've, they've gone off to, uh, all kinds of other different, uh, bows in the market now. But, uh, you know, I'll say this about archery equipment, any brand that you can find that's a well-marketed brand in America, um, is a good brand for you. And even overseas, that's the case too. Um, you're going to end up with, you know, some quality brands out there because archery, much like in firearms, the golden age is here. You know, we're living in it right now, which is beautiful. Um, because all the garbage stuff that comes in from, uh, overseas is pretty much been weeded out of the market and only the good stuff is left. Now you get what you pay for with the bow, but buying a good used one is not that hard. We've done a podcast on what to look for and finding a used bow as well on this show before it was part of the Texas Outdoor Nation. But my advice is if you've never been to an archery place before, if you've never gone to a pro shop or an archery range or a 3D club before, just go and shoot a variety of bows, especially at a pro shop where you have the opportunity on a range to do that and uh, get an idea of what you like and what you don't like and what you can pull back as far as poundage. I pull about 62 pounds on mine. Um, and you know, I just highly recommend everybody get into archery. It just makes you a better hunter overall. It makes you a better outdoorsman. Um, it's just, there's, you have to get close when you're bow hunting. And, uh, that's one of the challenges of it. And I've killed a ton of deer and, and wild hogs and other, uh, exotics and those kind of things with the gun. Uh, bow hunting really brings it home because it is getting up close and getting personal with, um, with your game and your quarry and what you're hunting. And just, uh, I just have a blast doing it. So I definitely highly recommend uh, everybody get involved in, in the archery sports and get your kids involved too. I mean, goodness, I, my son has been shooting a bow since he's about three years old and, uh, I've been helping him pull it back. Of course, back then I was. Uh, but he's got a little youth bow. Barnett makes some, the same folks that make crossbows, they make a great line of youth bows that are out there on the market. I think you can find those at your local sporting goods stores or look them up on the internet and order one on the internet uh, from one of these great internet retailers that we work with. Um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm blowing away at the Barnett youth, uh, youth compound bows. My son has one. It's an older one. It's probably about at least 10 years old, but it's uh, it's a great bow. And Barnett makes some great youth bows. Genesis is another company that makes some really good youth bows. 
um, that I highly recommend for getting started with in compound bows. And, um, you know, they, they really have come a long way. I mean, youth bows period have become a long way. So, um, I'm just excited about all this stuff. I love, I love archery and I really highly recommend that everybody get involved. I haven't talked about that in this, this show for a while. So I wanted to definitely do a podcast centered around that. Um, also I wanted to recommend if you're into arrows or bolts for your compound bow or your crossbow, I've always recommended gold tip on this podcast. Um, they're the ones that I shoot. I was on their pro staff for a short amount of time or actually their co-op pro staff, um, for a short amount of time. And, uh, I really enjoy, you know, shooting gold tip quality arrows. They're really high quality. They're, they're let, built to less tolerance than a lot of arrows on the market are these days. And they're definitely not cheaply made. I mean, they're a highly, highly sought after arrow. If you ask any archer, they'll tell you gold tips, one of the best for sure. And then, um, when it comes to broadheads, as I've mentioned many times on this show, Grim Reaper. I mean, I've not lost a animal yet, and I've hunted. I mean, I've killed dozens and dozens and dozens of deer and wild hogs with Grim Reapers, and um, put a lot of the meat in the freezer, a lot of trophies in the wall with those, and uh, it's been a great, uh, it's been a great experience with those. So they're not a sponsor of this show or anything. I'm on their pro staff, but other than that, I uh, I just love Grim Reaper and. And uh, the Grim Reaper broadheads are great to use for, uh, and even if you're not a, uh, if you if you're in an area where you can't use a mechanical broadhead, which Grim Reaper is kind of known for, you can also use a fixed blade broadhead that they have, which is called the Hades, and uh, those are made here in the America as well, and they're uh, they're a very high quality broadhead. And since ATA is this week, that's another reason why I wanted to talk about archery on the podcast because the ATA show, the Archery Trade Association show, is this week. I didn't go this year um, because we just scheduled it and work out to do that and shot show together. But I'm getting ready to get on the plane tomorrow for shot. This podcast will release on Wednesday night or Thursday morning like it normally does. And i um, really happy that you tuned in and hope you enjoyed the show. So thank you so much again for tuning in and uh, checking out the podcast. And uh, I invite you to subscribe to the show if you've never subscribed before. We have a lot of great content that comes out uh, every two weeks. And I usually have a guest, except for today I don't. But uh, I normally have a guest that I interview. And I've got some great ones lined up on the show that are coming pretty soon to our show. So I'm really excited about that. And don't forget to check out fishcame.com. It is an awesome place to find out a lot of outdoor news, a lot of things that are going around in the state of Texas. And I know this is kind of a Texas-based podcast, but it's a fun site to check out really for national news or international news. We always have something fun up there Uh, and i also wanted to invite you to subscribe to texas fish and game especially if you live in the great state of texas we have an awesome magazine that comes out every month i have two feature articles that are going to be in the march edition of the magazine so you can subscribe now and get that in time to read those um and i'm really excited about those that are coming out i just submitted them this week and uh, i am so pumped about the articles in fact one of the articles is going to have a video companion to go with it which i'm really excited about so i just finished doing the editing on that video and uh also um feel free to uh just check out dustinsprojects.com you can email me if you have any questions if you want to have a topic you know covered on the show definitely email me through that website dustinsprojects.com all one word and um thank you so much for watching reading and listening have an awesome day in the outdoors Mm -hmm.